Uh, it's time for him to act. And this is amazing. <laughs> oh this God. scene is like, imagine if in Pitch Perfect, they cast a, a, a lead actress that couldn't sing and no one ever acknowledged that. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm gone, <laughs> when I'm gone, <laughs> you're gonna miss me. Can you take this Subway sandwich out of your mouth? <laughs> nope. When I'm gone. <laughs> I thought... I thought I had a good audition. <laughs> Eli's making fun. God awful movie. 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 Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema because fictional apocalypses seem so quaint now. I'm your host, Noah Lucians, and sitting to my immediate left is my good friend, Heath Enright. Heath, welcome back. Thanks, Noah. Thanks. You know who make the best actors? WWE wrestlers. <laughs> Apparently. They're amazing. And sitting 81 miles to my right is my bad friend, Eli Bosnick. Eli, how are you this fine afternoon, sir? Mm, I'm so happy. <laughs> are you? And dehydrated. Yeah, I was expecting that. Hmm. Um, we'll learn all about. I, I don't get it yet. Our lovely little lead actor in, I get in, in a moment. Yeah. So <laughs> tell us, Heath, what will we be breaking down today? All right. We watched The Resurrection of Gavin Stone. It's about a former child actor who hits rock bottom and finds Jesus. It's, it's basically the story of like Kirk Cameron, Melissa Joan Hart, and all those other assholes who started making terrible movies for us to do podcasts about the yeah. movie, which we're doing a podcast about. <laughs> Fuck. It's like double meta. Wow. We need a movie about them making a podcast about our podcast. <laughs> and then the, the circle will complete. be complete. You mean yeah. just porn with the three of us? <laughs> sure. Got we it. need that too. Yeah. Wink. New Patreon goal. I'll and the Eli. crap out of him. <laughs> How bad was this movie? Well, if you love bad boys gone Christian movies and have a serious reverse elephant man fetish, you <laughs> will love this movie. Seriously. Yeah, no, we talked about how hot the lead actor is already. I guess how hot the lead actress isn't is bound to come up. Ooh, disagree. Angela Johnson, what? We'll oh, get to her. Come you on. Get out of here. Yeah. You guys are racist. <laughs> no, like she's, we'll she's like, she's like, she's cute for a blank. And I know, okay. Like, I, I don't mean to like judge every actress by their looks. I mean, God knows we get plenty of that, but like when the movie revolves around, like the guy sees the girl and falls in love with her, you need better than no, no. Like for a press correspondent, she's pretty hot, you know, or something like that. <laughs> she's the third hottest weather girl in Bayonne, New Jersey. You <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> There's hot weather girls there. It's a, it's a high bar. Whatever. Nobody's and hot in New Jersey. Now, of it's course, where we send our uglies. It's literally where we throw garbage. That's what we do. Don't get mad at me at home. Oh, I'm from Jersey, and my wife's beautiful. No, she's not. That's why we put all of our garbage in New Jersey. Don't be mad at me. I didn't marry your wife. Be mad at numbers. Dance back, Jersey. Yeah, right. Eli Bosnick. <laughs> and also, Heath, I think everybody's dying to know, which would you say was less pleasant here? The movie itself or the uh, the three and a half hour round trip drive on treacherous, icy, winding mountain roads to the nearest theater that was playing this obscure piece of shit? Uh, well, we went to Wayne, New Jersey. <laughs> we did. <laughs> and sat on gum-covered theater seats for this piece of shit. So, uh, 
Yeah, not great. Normally, I see much better movies when I do that. Very disappointing. <laughs> and by the way, everyone at that theater completely did prove Eli's hypothesis, or at least support it. I guess prove is a pretty strong word. Now, we've already kind of alluded to this as well, but this flick was produced by the WWE, and I didn't realize just how many movies they made until I started researching this flick. Uh, apparently, they've been doing this since 2002 when they started producing Dwayne The Rock Johnson's first couple movies, and it's been downhill from there. Like, not great. Like they started with the Scorpion King, and it's been steadily downhill. Okay, the Scorpion King's a fantastic. Yeah, let's, movie. let's, let's, <laughs> let's put that out there, Raina. Thank you, Eli. Where do they find Body Butter in the Desert? Where's that well, prequel? Well, now I, I will say I, I, I looked through their filmography, and it, and it just reads like a suggestion for Patreon bonus episodes. It includes the 2014 Lionsgate release Leprechaun Origins. So. Mm-hmm. We uh, may not have seen the last of our WWE films anyway. Yeah, I thought I'd throw that out there. And now, is, is there anything you guys want to nominate this one for being the best at being the worst at? Yes. Um, I'm going to say best worst. I wish Gavin Stone was more like Corey Haim. Oh, yeah. Because we'd be done <laughs> right now. Uh, can I go with best worst balance between love interests? We hinted this already, but this movie is the Anna Nicole Smith of imbalances, but reverse. Look, we always make fun of the fact that like David A.R. White and his wife look like an unbelievable couple, but this makes them look like Mary Tyler Moore. It makes no sense. He is he is agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. handsome, and she looks like this, starring in this movie and kissing him at the end was her make-a-wish. I'm just saying. <laughs> She looks like she should be doing a poorly thought out half a sketch on Mad TV. <laughs> she should. Wait. She should be doing that. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I was going to go with best worst court ordered Christianity. Right. I mean, because this is a trope we've actually seen in a number of movies. I can't believe they draw attention to the fact that this happens. But like we see a lot of movies where people are like sentenced to love Jesus for being bad and doing community service at churches. But usually the church is like, you know, this little rundown church that really needs the help. It's not a goddamn Vegas strip mall with its own fucking coffee place in it and every other damn thing. Yeah, I feel like if you want to draw attention to the fact that people are being assigned to do community service at your church, you don't show them a mega church with a chocolate fountain in the lobby. <laughs> right. You want some of that? We don't pay taxes on it. Just, <laughs> we let it run all night and it spoils. And in the morning we take it and we throw it in the garbage because if we gave it to poor people... They'd come back. <laughs> you want some of that? <laughs> You're white. You can have some. <laughs> Smear on your face. Put on a little play. It's a safe place here. Go for it. I did want some of that. <laughs> well, obviously, Heath and I wouldn't have driven 100 miles each way if we weren't really excited about talking about this movie. So we'll pause only for the shortest of moments. And when we come back, we'll break down all the superfluous character action that is... The Resurrection of Gavin Stone. Hey, buddy. Hey. Hey, guys. What? What's up? Nothing. What are you, what you doing? What, why are you guys talking like that? I'm not. From, last time you guys did this, you made me take a bath. I don't like this. I don't know. I don't know. Made. All right. Well, what do you want? It's about your mattress. Oh, Squishy? Jesus, he named it. No way. I've had Squishy since high school. Nothing is changing there. Yeah, we can tell that you've had him since. Good old times on Squish. Heath, look, I got this great Casper mattress just for you. 
right? See? Uh, okay, it's- nice try, but you're just going to trap me in that box and bathe me again. I know what's going to happen. Mattresses don't come in boxes. They're all giant and stuff. Not a Casper mattress. Casper mattress is delivered to your door in a how-they-do-that-sized box for exactly that reason. Uh, it's like a magic trick. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of used to squishy here. The Casper is an obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price. Designed, developed, and assembled in the USA, it combines supportive memory foam to create an award-winning sleep service with just the right sink and just the right bounce. And with over 20,000 reviews and an average of 4.8 stars, it's quickly becoming the Internet's favorite mattress. Hmm. Okay, uh, old squish out of here. Finally. Oh, oh, man, what is that? I had orange juice in 1995. No. And, and, and if you want to try Casper for 100 nights risk-free in your own home, go to Casper.com, godawful, and use the code godawful. If you don't love it, they'll pick it up and refund you everything. Plus, they've got free shipping and returns to the U.S. and Canada. Get $50 towards any mattress purchase by visiting Casper.com slash godawful and using the code godawful. Terms and conditions apply. Is this a meatball? Meaty! Found him. <laughs> All right, Brett, this is the big scene where you auditioned for Jesus. So we're going to need you to really act for yeah. this one. Yeah, you'll have to act the heck out of this scene. Yeah. Yeah, I meant to ask you guys about that. It says in the script, act super actory in brackets mm-hmm. here. And I honestly don't know what that means. Dude, I, I told you actory wasn't a word. We'll have to yeah, no, we, we get that, I guess. So w- what I mean by that is is just act gooder. Um, also, not a word. I think it's a... Still not sure I follow, but I'll give it a shot. All uh, right, great. I think uh, here, use these Shakespeare words we found on the internet. Yeah, right. <laughs> They're good. And action. Um, oh, that this too, too solid flesh would melt. Thaw and resolve itself into a do, or uh, that the cut, everlasting cut. Cut. I, I'm sorry, uh, Brett. Can you do it? Um, can you do it? Actier. Uh, still not a word, but they, I'm. That, I'm not do. sure what that means. Um, better, like, like you're doing now, but better. Yep. Mm-hmm, exactly. And action. Oh. That this too, too solid flesh would melt, thaw, and resolve itself uh, into no, a No, cut, cut. Can you do it better? What does, can, what does that mean to you? What criterion are you judging me on here? Y- y- um, your actiness. Yeah, right. Like how good you act. Okay, let's try it this way. Um, so what does it mean to you to act good? Oh, uh, that is a a hmm. good question. It's, it's mostly about like looking slightly up in stage, right? Right. You know, mm. yeah. Holding your arm at an upward angle, palm up, like like an actor. Mm-hmm. And and pausing a lot. Right? Well, not not just pausing. It's, oh, no, no, yeah, you know, breathy pausing. Exactly, breathy pausing. And British. Well, obviously British. Yeah. You could be the next Sorbo. They said. You don't and it. action. And we're back for the breakdown, and we're going to start off with what I thought was Wonder Woman Studios Presents, but was actually the WWE proudly signing their name to this piece of shit movie. Oh, I would have been okay with Gavin getting tied up a little bit with a lasso of truth. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. And then we open up on what may be the sloppiest possible 
not just the sloppiest ever, but the sloppiest possible attempt at exposition. Yeah, it's like, welcome back to Exposition Tonight. We're talking all about our protagonist. <laughs> yeah, right. Here's so, all the things Sid Field told us to write about Gavin ahead of time. Yeah, right. So who is the main character? Yeah, right, right. So it, it, through this ham-fisted bullshit, we learn that our main character is named Gavin Stone, and he was a child star, but then his mom died. Probably an atheist now. Yeah, mm. his mom died, so he divorced his dad. We never find out what the connection between those two events is. So I assume, because it's never answered in the movie, that Janitor killed Gavin Stones' mom, and that's why they don't get along. That's my little fan fiction for this, is that he murdered... Watch this movie as Janitor murdered the mom, and they just don't talk about it. She was just like, meh, meh, meh. Scrubs is the peak of your career, and he was like... Yeah, so yeah, apparently dead mom... And divorce with dad led to a, a life of rehab and drugs. And that's all you need to know about that. So it's time for the next scene, which starts with the character literally saying who he is to the main character, right? He, the, the, the opening line is, Gavin, I'm your manager. That's me. I'm the manager. We don't do this and, enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I love to. Okay, so here's how we get into this scene, right? It says, you know, it, this is like a where is this child actor now sequence that we're watching. And she ends with, so where is he now? And then we cut to the sign for Mason County Sheriff's Office. And that is as close to humor as we will ever get. Mm-hmm. That and a few awkward Christians who like Christians seem meta aware that they damage men to the point of unsociability. But other than that, yeah, that's the only humor we get. Yeah. <laughs> That and sometimes we ruin people's personalities with our cult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, no, this is the best intentional humor we ever get. Like this guy trying to act later is definitely the best humor we get. But yeah, so so Gavin is in has been picked up by the sheriff's office here in, in Mason County uh, for some kind of rager he threw where he he trashed a hotel room. And because Christians don't know how drugs and parties work, they, they, they had to come up with something to like really say major rager. And they came up with a catapult, a catapult, a, a catapult for people. Wait, oh, oh. I, I wasn't sure if it was for people or not, but it may be for the drugs. Like, what, what do you think they were picturing? Just like, all right, debaucherous party of a child. Lots of crack rocks. Yeah. Crack boulders. And then in unison, the writers are like catapult. catapult. <laughs> <laughs> medieval siege weapons that's what they have at parties remember that time with the tijuana hookers and the trebuchet what the fuck are you talking about i wanted it to pan over to a very sad and offended knight who was just like you ruined my castle i want prison time hey, that is that whole wall was taken down norsemen could just walk the fuck in <laughs> we weren't worried when we saw they were birds we didn't expect them to split into three <laughs> I wanted to cut to this scene actually happening at the hotel and like the manager walks in like, what the fuck is that? Oh, no, no, I'm next. I'm next. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't see it. All right. So now we should probably talk about this main character. Um, I'm, I'm sure Eli's dying too. Uh, this is Brett Dalton, who you'll recognize as the voice of Michael in the video game until dawn. That is the mm -hmm. second thing on his known for uh, IMDB thing before this movie. Before. He was also handsome, McHandsome in Agents of Shield. Oh, what? <laughs> He's also starred in several of my sex dreams, <laughs> which is also listed on his IMDb because I keep submitting it, and the security isn't strong enough. 
Yeah, and so what we're learning here, of course, is that his manager just can't help him this time. He's been in trouble too many times. He has to do community service at a church. That's right. He's been sentenced to Christianity. I, I mean, like, how would they feel if, like, this movie started off with, yeah, you're going to have to work in this mosque. Like, wouldn't, don't they get, I don't see how they, yeah. Oh, and he's also been court ordered to reconnect with his grumpy, estranged father, I guess, too. I didn't realize that they could do that. Just be like, and the law also says make up with your dad. <laughs> in his response to has to work in a church is church like God. And I wrote in my notes, no, church like church is chicken. <laughs> I wanted the rest of the movie for him to just be like, no, we're not the ones with the biscuits. <laughs> Popeye. So, okay. So then like we get him, I, I wrote in my notes driving around a crappy little town, but he's not driving He's sitting in the back seat while his lawyer drives him around. Andrew never drives us anywhere. Right? Oh, I, shit. I, that will, he will now. <laughs> I, didn't know that I was wanted him so deal. badly to be like, want to watch Doc McStuffins? And she like lowers <laughs> the DVD player. Can't open this juice. There's a lot of Capri Sun just explode in his face. <laughs> Let's have peanuts. So, <laughs> so, yeah, so he's being driven, I guess, to his dad's house, for, I guess, from the sheriff's office through this little shitty town. And we're getting like the shitty town montage. And during this time, is he OK? He wants to get a job on it with with the director from the show he was on when he was a child star or whatever. This guy's got a new show coming out. Um, is he calling this guy over and over again or is he practicing his phone call before he makes it? I, I couldn't tell. He's practicing his voicemails like me texting Noah and just like, hey, winky face, stupid, <laughs> stupid. He's not going to like that. It's going to, it's not, he, if you give him the information quickly, he'll answer. All right. Hey, what time are we recording? I already told you. Okay. Uh, say, answer something fun. Like, oh, that's on me, bro. I've never called him, bro. What should I? I'll just, I'm going to fire he. <laughs> you should workshop these with me before you send them. If you ever answered, <laughs> it's the same result. It's alone in my apartment with my dog. It's how do you think he'll like? Funny this? how on the show we pretend I'm an asshole. That's funny. <laughs> so the important thing that we learn is the way the same way that we pretend that Heath's a rapist is funny. That's just funny jokes. Anyway, so the important thing we learn here is that this town is impossibly shitty and no one who has any self-worth would want to live there, but several of them would have to because the economy's in, you know, a bit of a slump. Anyway, yeah, so now we get the scene where he reconnects with dear old dad and all you need to, dad's character bio was just the word folksy. Janitor, I am so disappointed. This oh, is Janitor from so. Scrubs. I am so disappointed in you. Did the middle really do that badly? What kind of trouble are you in, Janitor? Because the moment he walks in, he goes, what kind of trouble? And I went, what kind of trouble are you in, Janitor, that you're making a Christian movie? Invest a little bit, man. See, now, I never watched Scrubs, so I just had him down as uh, Neil Flynn, who you'll recognize as Samson from Nigel and Oscar versus the Sasquatch. I, I like. I was not as familiar with his filmography, I guess. Super depressing, though. Cliff Clavin, Harry the Hat, now Dr. Jan I. Tor. It's, fuck, it's very sad. <laughs> I just, I hope, I, I wanted Gavin to get stabbed with a knife wrench and the movie's over, but it <laughs> doesn't happen. And then, of course, his second question after, are you in trouble, is, are you clean, but delivered like a molesty stepdad? Not. <laughs> <laughs> and Gavin's answer is so suspicious. It's like, are you clean? Two, three, 
Or yes. Yeah. And like a bag of Coke and a catapult fall out of his pocket. <laughs> yeah. And Damn. the and the bag falls onto the catapult, which gets shot, bounces off, and goes up his nose. He says, well, well now not. <laughs> but before you startled me, it was. That was unlikely in my defense. <laughs> We need to do a catapult drug party. <laughs> oh, Reason Con, <laughs> April 21st. Who's bringing the catapult? <laughs> We're bringing the drugs is what I'm so, saying. <laughs> I don't think that's what you're legally saying. Let's make an ad for that in the middle of the show. <laughs> you can buy drugs from us at Reason Con. <laughs> now, do we, do we want to shoot ourselves at the drugs or the drugs at ourselves or both? I feel like we could do either one. Oh, nice. You know, I like the idea that we would just meet in the middle. Like a big Velcro wall with drugs all over it. We fire ourselves at. I don't know. Oh, Super fun, right? Yeah. That's the new reason, Con. We're not doing this the is show. Not, this is We're not. We're just doing the Velcro wall thing. This message has not been approved by Reason Con. <laughs> so, so Gavin needs a, a place to stay, and Dad says yes, but he has to do it all folksy because it's Dad. You know, Dad. So he takes him up to his old room, which apparently Dad hasn't changed since he was six. This is the room of a six-year-old. Yes, it is. <laughs> Is very, very strange. And they don't acknowledge it either. Like, he's like, yeah, well, I said I was going to build your mom a house. And I always, and that's a promise I didn't keep to her. But he didn't go like, and I also promised I would always keep you a child, a tiny, tiny <laughs> child. <laughs> I also want to point out that there's the most terrible, like, thing. Because this movie's pretty well made. But the only badly made thing about this point in the movie is the terrible Photoshop family photo. Oh. I don't know what they had left in the budget, what went terribly awry. They spent $6 and an intern on this. who's just like, so cut, paste, and those are the faces. And they were like, you nailed it. We're going to show it for two <laughs> seconds. Who will notice? Yeah, and also we learn here that dad... You know, when dad finds out that he has to do his community service in a church, dad's like, mm, I ain't no Jesus lover. That's part of my character. Yeah. Uh, well, something that will never resolve. He just always, he enjoys the school, the church play, but he never actually becomes religious. I was very pleased with that. <laughs> well, I think the message is, you know, like we can't really blame Gavin for being a junkie because his dad's an atheist with yeah. no source of absolute morality. So. <laughs> exactly. So now we head to the church. And again, I, I have to emphasize, this is not small, impoverished church that needs help from the state, as though any of them need help from the state. But no, this is the Biltmore Estate of churches. <laughs> it's enormous. Giant. It is so upsettingly huge and filled with nice things. Uh, there's just constant, there's gold letters on walls. <laughs> there's just room. There's a cafeteria. We get an in cut of, why does a church have a cafeteria? Your church has expanded its overreach if you have a goddamn cafeteria. Oh, there's uh, a school where children's budding curiosity can be squelched there and everything. Yeah. Creflo Dollar might as well land the Death Star as they show up in the backyard. <laughs> Very hey, upsetting. everybody, I don't pay no taxes. <laughs> oh, God, no, it was just disgusting. And again, the, like the, the movie says, no, yeah, this 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 church requires government subsidized labor. Obviously, <laughs> they they don't have a lot of money. And then they try to drive this home again. Right. Because he, he wanders along some guy fixing the electricity and he's like, hey, where's the pastor's uh, office? And it turns out that is the pastor. But he has to you know do his own electricity because that's what pastors do. 
What? And if you own a mega church, you are not equipped to fix the goddamn water heater or whatever it is he's working on. And by the way, this actor is not fixing anything. Like he's leaning behind a thing and banging on it, the back yeah. of it with a wrench, but he's not fixing anything. No. But a mega church doesn't have like one boiler. Right. Well, right. By the way, that should be a new bingo square is just waving tools in the vicinity <laughs> of the thing you're supposed to be fixing. Yeah. Right. But there's no way this megachurch can't afford an electricity. These guys have Tony Stark fixing their wires. Yes. Bullshit. Yes, exactly. They have a fucking full time guy that's their fucking fixing shit guy at the very least. But now this is where we can try to get some more great humor. Right. Because he used to be a star, but he isn't anymore. So at first, uh, when the pastor sees him and he thinks he's just the electrician, he says, hey, you're Gavin Stone, aren't you? And he's like, oh, come on, let's do a selfie. Let's do it quick. And he's like, no, I don't recognize you as a celebrity. I'm the pastor. And I saw your loser criminal picture on the thing that the state sent me when they ordered you to be my butler. Which included <laughs> exactly. a mugshot, apparently. And there's this one moment he goes, hey, father. And the guy stops him. He's like, call me pastor or, or Alan. <laughs> I just I wanted him to be like. Father's my father. Fuck. I was in trouble. Like, right away. I couldn't get out of that. Pastor's fine. I'm not a father, no matter what that bitch says. <laughs> I also love, too, that he goes, he has this whole bit about um, where he goes, well, I've been a pastor for 20 years, Gavin. Nothing shocks me. Yeah, you'd be amazed what I get people to believe. Yeah, I wanted him to say, nothing shocks me. I'm a, we fuck kids. You know I mean? Do you know what I've covered up? Seriously, look at this giant multi-million dollar building. You think there isn't kid fucking going on? No, no, the poor kids who come in for service Sunday service don't get sexually abused. Come on. You're from LA. You get it. I love, too, that he's like, you know, the pastor's like, now, you'll be volunteering here, quote unquote. You know, there's no need to tell the congregation why you're here. I wanted to add because, you know, sentencing you to Christianity is illegal as fuck. So between you and me. And then, of course, he's like, oh, well, what do you need me to do? Something really cool and awesome. And then we cut to him mopping. And as if that's not <laughs> funny enough. The smash cuts are amazing in this movie. Oh, <laughs> And, the, and then we get him doing mop humor. <laughs> yeah. At, at one point, did he do a Tim Allen noise with the mop? Like, I, rah, 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 rah. It's, a, it's a stick. It's a wooden stick. It's not. I feel like you would know home improvement if you're a child actor and in your 30s now. He is doing the chores the way that I do before my wife stops me. And it's just like, seriously, stop, stop. Because I'm just like, oh, I'm a character. Look at this. Doink, 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 doink. Uh-oh, it's a jackhammer. You've been in the same corner for 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, but clearly they asked him to improv and someone on set was cracking up because he was, he oh, was yeah. just going for it. But it was painful. And this is, of course, this is the scene where we meet the love interest because he's mopping the ladies room and she comes in and she needs to piss right where he's mopping. It's so awkward. And it's Angela Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. NFL cheerleader turned super racist hack comedian. Oh, is that? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Her entire career is Eli doing like Mickey Rooney at a nail salon. That's what she's famous for. <laughs> the peak of her career was when people weren't like, hey, Mad TV, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and again, not not familiar enough with her filmography. I had her as um, you'll recognize her as Julie from Alvin and the Chipmunks to the Squeakwell. Imagine if we took all the things we edited out of our shows and we made them into <laughs> sketches in the early 90s with Patton Oswalt as a lazy writer. That's Mad TV. And she was on it for a while. <laughs> I remember that it existed. Yeah. 
Um, and as if there wasn't enough reason to hate this movie. So they have the little meat cute here in the ladies room and she's got to pee, but he just won't leave. I wanted her to just walk and piss in front of his mop. You were you were mopping anyway, but she doesn't. <laughs> and just to make me hate the movie a little more, his first instinct here is to offer to take her out for deep dish pizza. Fuck you. God damn it. This keeps happening. Oh, yeah, they over and over again. They're like, it's Illinois, so we're going to say deep dish pizza again. Meet up later and have some gout casserole. Is that a fun <laughs> date for you? What, are, what are you doing next year? I'll meet you at peak once. <laughs> <laughs> the waitresses can't hear, but they're a strong four. <laughs> we should order now so it'll be ready. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, we also learn that she's doing the church play. And he's an actor, so he'd like to be in the play because he wants to have sex with her or something. Not really, though. Yeah. Not sex. Not at all. It's nope. something else he's after. We never find out what. Anyway. <laughs> then, So now we cut to later that very same day, and he happens upon the auditions for the play, and we get the audition montage where everybody's just so humorously terrible. Oh, fantastic. And it's Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. Michaels, WWE, WWF wrestler, whose real name, by the way, this is fantastic to me. His real name is Michael Shawn Hickenbottom. I just want to throw that out there. That's his <laughs> that real means name. At some point, someone was like, so, Michael, uh, we're going to come up with a wrestler name for you. And he was like, yeah, but how about how about Michael Shawn Hickenbottom? And they were like, no, you can't keep the same name. We'll come up with a fake name for you. And he was like, right. How about Michael Sean? They were, hey, how about Sean Michaels? Can you remember that? <laughs> Got it. Michael Sean. Yeah, they'll just think you're doing like a James Bond thing. Yeah, that guy Bond James. I get it. <laughs> and by the way, no camera should get within 150 feet of Sean Michaels. No. <laughs> Someone who's rubbed their face across canvas since before everyone knew Coke was bad for you should not get close up. <laughs> Looks he looks like Carrot Top's dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so now, and, and of course, we get him along with several other humorously awful actors that would also like to be in the play. Oh, they're so bad. They're acting, it's like an infomercial for some product called Miracle Actor. Yes. And they're the ones who can't do it right. And they're Does all like dropping armfuls of pans for no reason. <laughs> yeah. There's got to be a better way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And of course, Gavin's watching over all of this. Then the pastor comes along and Gavin's like, I'd like to be in the play. He's like, but you have to love Jesus most, most to be in the play. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry, Gavin. Uh, love to have you because you're an award winning actor, I guess, according to this. But um, uh, you got to care about Jesus to be in our school play, which we will take very seriously throughout the rest of this. Very seriously. <laughs> and he's like, oh, well. Okay, I do. I do believe. And the pastor's like, oh, yeah, I guess that's that's all you have to do. Shit. <laughs> I can't. He's so surprised. He's like, oh, really? And I was like, yeah, of course he's a fucking Christian. What is he, a Muslim? <laughs> <laughs> really? I heard you were Baha'i. Yeah, no, I'm a Christian. <laughs> I'm, this, I'm the, the, the casual religion of everyone <laughs> in this country except the Jews. <laughs> yeah. Well, Right, and, and but but the movie plays it, of course, is he's lying and pretending he's a Christian. He doesn't actually. <laughs> he's actually, like, playing along with the pastor. The pastor's like, well, you know, like, this is serious. Like, God is our savior. He's like, savior? I was going to say <laughs> yeah. savior, too. God right. is our savior. Yeah. I knew that. They have a nice little reenactment of Heath trying to sleep with the girl in Georgia who worked at the Bible store. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Jesus is my homeboy. 
Oh, so <laughs> what time do you leave this state? <laughs> yeah, but of course the pastor believes him because they'll just believe any old shit. It's kind of their thing. Um, so, and, and then we of course get this whole scene where he's got to pretend to be Christian because Christians love to pretend that pretending to be Christian is hard to pull off, I guess. They're like, you know, before you do your audition, you have to share your testimony. And he's like, oh, of course I'll share my testimony. And and then he has to wander off to like Google Christian testimony. (laughs) And again, because this movie is entirely unself-aware, he nails it with all the stupid Christians in the room because of how easy it is to fake being a Christian. He's like, the only man (laughs) who could ever reach me was the son of a preacher man. They're like, good enough, brother. (laughs) This is about a lack of education. You can't yeah. do this wrong. Yeah, all you, you just tell a story about a fun weekend and then pretend you regret it now. That's yeah. all you have to do for testimony. Right. Apologizing to your wife and Christian testimony. Same <laughs> yeah. thing. <laughs> and once he's got them all convinced by, you know, quoting song titles and stuff, because um, that's really funny, I guess, uh, it's time for him to act. And this is amazing. <laughs> oh this God. scene is like, Imagine if in Pitch Perfect, they cast a a lead actress that couldn't sing and no one ever acknowledged that. (laughs) When I'm gone, when I'm gone, you're going to miss me. Can you take the Subway sandwich out of your mouth? Nope. (laughs) I thought I I had a good audition. Whatever. Realize making fun. And just to uh and just to make sure that you hated everything about this movie from top to bottom, left to right, he's gonna do a little Hamlet for him. Oh Hamlet, really? Mm-hmm. And and Chase it's interesting. He, they chose really obscure Hamlet. They chose oh that this tutu solid flesh would melt, which isn't like like look, if you're doing Hamlet, Okay, maybe you do to be or not to be. And everyone's like, oh, I get it. That's acting for dummies. And then if you're like, oh, no, we're extra special. You do man delights, not me. But oh, this tutu solid flesh would melt is like a weird plot exposition monologue. So it's just a very strange choice. It's like him (laughs) doing the monologue right before Ophelia walks, where he's just like, yeah, so the other day I'm eating this sandwich and it was delicious. (laughs) It's like The Rock doing both sides of the dialogue from bring it on (laughs) we have to go to nationals (laughs) (laughs) but i mean but isn't this like damn do i wish i was dead like that i I feel like maybe the 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 writer was crying out for help here isn't that sort of the yeah i think this actor was really taking a look at old cast photos from agents of shield before he did this (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's gonna be an extra in the avengers And it, it it works way too well. He's obviously not a good actor, but this is like the good actor. He's like the guy who used miracle actor now. And like, right. Might as well end the monologue with like, said it and forget and and comes forget in at the end. And forget <laughs> it. They love it. And he's like, whoa, living on a... Pr-. It's so stupid. Just camera spins around to a studio audience of dangerously fat people. <laughs> people you're just worried about. And you're like curious how they got that fat. <laughs> Oh, well, this is a creepy group of dudes. They couldn't clearly more want Gavin's penis inside of them. Every single dude in this church. Every person in this movie at all times. Yeah. And podcast. (laughs) So, yeah. So he's acting super actively. So they all applaud for him. I honestly expected them to bring in a stunt actor. 
for this guy at this point? <laughs> you know, it would have been like uh, like in, in Back to the Future when they you know, they obviously couldn't get him to sing. So they, yeah, that would have been that would have been a pro. This is the first time I've ever seen a movie where that would have been appropriate. Um, and then, of course, later that very same night, love interest who they haven't named yet. Eventually, she'll be Kelly. But love interest is talking with the pastor about who Gavin really is, i.e. a catapult drug user. <laughs> And the pastor's like, yeah, we should let him in the play because the movie wants us to believe that was good acting. And her response is, he's too cocky. We should take him down a peg by denying him access to our church play. (laughs) Really? Really? You think that's what's going to really bring him down to earth is like, sorry, Gavin, you're just not good enough. I was on TV. Yeah, well, maybe in our church play. So Maybe we have higher standards. But of course, and then black women be like, oh, <laughs> okay, Angelila. <laughs> so, yeah, by the way, this is where we learn that Angela Johnson is the pastor's daughter, mm-hmm. which is genetically impossible. They are <laughs> different Unlikely, race. Like, yeah, just yeah. hire a Latino actor to play the dad, then, if you want Angela Johnson. There's no amount of Latina DNA her mom could have to balance out <laughs> Pastor White in the white face. So, challenge accepted. <laughs> I'm going to need some Latino DNA. <laughs> One second, I have an address for you. Where <laughs> <laughs> you can just give it to him at Reason Con. Um, yeah. QED. And, but of course, the, the pastor thinks they need him. Otherwise, the church play will never work. Yeah. And of course, he also feels like the church needs, he needs the church as much as the church needs him because, you know, eventually they're going to need money from this guy. So then we cut to the next morning where his dad, uh, like, catches him doing yoga. guys yoga's so stupid what What is that you stretch your lower back and breathe no one needs that look at at how physically fit most Christians are compared with most people who do yoga if we learned anything that shit's bullshit yeah no but Uh, of course the whole point here is just to have a funny hilarious moment where folksy dad comes in and sees him doing his wacky stretching bullshit um calls it buddhist ballet (laughs) first draft by the way he's definitely like eating a bagel dad comes in he's like kike (laughs) (laughs) second draft same bagel faggot all right dude we can't no sorry they never let me say this on scrubs i like it here (laughs) sean michaels wrote that well, he screamed it at a PA, and so I just sort of went with it. <laughs> the artist's world is a canvas. <laughs> so now we get the first day of rehearsals here, and this is where we meet Stephen. Well, we saw him audition earlier, but uh, he's like apparently supposed to be the comic relief. This is the guy that has the Gavin Stone T-shirt. Yeah, he shows up and he's like, hey, man, I'm a big fan. And then he opens his shirt to show that he has a T-shirt with him on it, which would be a comedy moment if this actor didn't have an alarmingly terrifying body. (laughs) Right. Right. Because you want that character to be a little chubby, but he is rascal fat. So he's just like, and you're like, oh, man. And he's like, yeah, I'm on a medication. You're like, you sure are. You sure are. Yeah, no, and and also the T-shirt is so clearly like a one-off T-shirt from a guy at the mall that was guilt-tripped into a Christian discount and thought better of it halfway through. Really? Four (laughs) colors? You need four fucking colors, guys? 
And I feel like this actor clearly made a bet about how much gayness he could sneak into the Christian movie that hired him by accident. <laughs> like there's a bet with a bunch of the cast members. Yeah, no, that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. You want to run lines or fuck or, <laughs> you know, whatever. Maybe both. So, so now we get the rehearsal and this is supposed to be this hilarious moment where he because he's not really a christian so he doesn't know how all of this works so you know he's supposed to be like on the boat when jesus calms the waters and he doesn't know that jesus is supposed to be asleep because he's no real christian <laughs> and here's what this scene shakes out to right he's like oh can't we make this scene a little more spicy a little bit more showbiz and she's like jesus didn't want to be the center of attention Right in the middle of the speech where Jesus stands on the prow of a boat and screams at everyone around him, I am the Alpha and Omega. Why I'm the this? king of the world. <laughs> Seriously, why this scene? Why this scene from the Bible in comparison with that false claim? Like, look, it's a false claim, but maybe when he's washing some feet, you can make that lie. But why right after Jesus has just announced that he is God? Well, how many scenes is he... Not an attention seeker and maybe the one with the feet, but like he walked around doing magic tricks and yelling about the apocalypse in ancient Israel. Well, it's like a middle child high on coke at Thanksgiving. <laughs> be more of an attention seeker. Well, and even with the foot washing thing, he ends that with a speech about how awesomely humble he is. Yeah, and I, I love to, so, because they have to also portray in this scene that all the other people are terrible at acting, but because everyone in this movie is just actually terrible at acting, the way they pull that off is just everyone speaking at the same time. <laughs> That's all they could, yeah, right. This would be like if the bad news bears just hit themselves in the dick with the bat when they got to the fucking, well, yeah, no. To it, be fair... <laughs> They did have to direct Shawn Michaels to be a bad actor and then a good actor. So, you know, four days into shooting of him just saying lines in exactly the same way. They were like, what if you talk over everyone else, Shawn? My name's Michael. Right. Sorry. Michael Shawn. Shawn Michael. I always fuck that up. Everybody yeah. hit yourself with a bat in the dick right now. Go. Tonk. So, and then, of course, we've got to get this, this, stalker moment after the rehearsal where he like follows her out to the to the parking lot and tries once more to moisten her but fails she has to get a filthy sock to a child apparently that's <laughs> yeah she's like hey I gotta bring this to my student or he won't sleep and he's like well that's weird why do you have it like there's a I have a variety of questions now <laughs> about what relationship you have to your students why you have their bedtime toy there's a why it's your responsibility to bring it but that's fine she drives away and the three magooks who are supposed to be the comic <laughs> relief all go like eh, don't worry we weren't able to fuck her either yeah <laughs> Yeah, they're really creepy about this. And then they invite him to like, hey, you want to come to our Angela Johnson stalker club? And he's like, <laughs> pretty much. Huh? You have a you have a stalker club for her? Yes. Yep. <laughs> all right. So yeah, we, uh, we all going to circle jerk it to Angela Johnson? Yeah. That, I mean, that's not in the movie. I'm asking you guys. <laughs> no. 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 Yeah. So no, this <laughs> Just is me. I'm all dried up from Brett. <laughs> So this is where they all head over to uh, to Doug's place. Yeah. And and it's yeah, it's a really weird invite because they're like, you know, well, we're going to all go to Doug's because none of us are really getting laid anywhere. So you're expecting there to be some gay sex. Uh, but no, or at least not like maybe it was over by the time they cut here. But what we're really learning is that Doug is a Jesus biker because 
Shawn Michaels said, all right, but I got to be cool. All right. I can be Christian in it. I just got to be a cool Christian. All right, Sean, what if you're a, a biker? Yeah. You're in a, a Christian biker gang. Is that okay? That's cool. <laughs> all right. Great. Sean, you're drooling a lot, bud. A lot. It's all over your shirt. Can we get Sean a new shirt? Yeah, again. No, again, again. You want me to this rip this the... enough? I can rip this no. enough. No, thank you, Sean. Yeah, this is the fourth time. You know, we'll just start carding them. We need shirt number four. <laughs> And also, yeah, this is where they bring uh, pizza. I mean, no, I'm sorry, lasagna loaf. Yeah, once again, it's like it's like they're just trying to fuck with us at this point. They're like, you know, it really piss off those guys if we add a meat deep dish a oh, lot. Yeah, let's let's reintroduce the pizza that made Noah sick for seven days and seven nights. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. And they use the phrase "crush this pizza," which bothered the fuck like i was ready ready for them to if they called it za i was gonna walk out of the theater and get a 500 uber home is the worst oh yeah and of course the humor from in this scene comes from the fact that they want him to say grace but he doesn't know how to say thanks for food god so he accidentally does the braveheart speech yeah <laughs> like you didn't have any more hamlet memorized for next grace all right <laughs> And sorry, I just want to reiterate how revolting this pizza was. You actually get to see a close up of him biting it at one point. It's fucking. T it looks like somebody fucked the pizza on its period. It looks <laughs> awful. Ugh. And this is also where they introduce us to the term PK. They said they're talking about how they'd all love to fuck Kelly, but they just can't because she's a PK. And he's like, PK, like pastor's kid. Oh, oh fuck I'm you. I'm so angry. It stands for parkour. We all know it stands for parkour. <laughs> well, I'm a I was really surprised because PK in like the sub and dom community means being into stabbing people and being stabbed. So when someone was like, <laughs> Wait, she's PK, what? I was like, I like where this movie's going. <laughs> Wait, why does that? Why would they, they? I feel like they should have a very clear <laughs> thing for stabbing and getting stabbed it's how i told you PK not to come to that swingers club and try to impress people <laughs> with your parkour and i don't want to talk about it on the air <laughs> what does pk stand for their penis knife what does that mean uh it's pecalism there's like a there's actually a term for it it's like pink and pink and pink pankerism something <laughs> but pk is the short for it i think that's not the real name all right <laughs> no. so and i think eli knows it and pretended he didn't and <laughs> no, it, there's a thing. <laughs> So now we get, you know, because Gavin's on a mission now. So the next scene is like him Googling how to fuck a Christian girl. And I love this bullshit notion of Christian girls being so chaste. And it's like, no, you, the writer, you just don't get laid. Right? Like she's pretending she's fucking some other dude. This is the Eli version of how chaste everyone at NYU was. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm telling you, school with great morals, nobody... Nobody would fuck me. <laughs> but they were all really, really willing to be my friend. And that that's important. <laughs> Probably because I wanted to stab him. The pieces are coming together. <laughs> so and of course, now we get him dressed all churchy and stuff, which is just like like an asshole. It looks like an asshole, like a serial killer. Yeah. No. Yeah. Or, like or a, serial a good Christian. Killer. Same outfit. That's good for you guys. <laughs> 
And also, like, this actor is too attractive to try and, like, make into comedy. So they were just like, we combed his hair to the side. He's an Adonis. How's that feel? I've, I'm balancing my popcorn bucket on my stomach as I'm watching this movie. And you want me to laugh because he's wearing khakis? Fuck you, movie. <laughs> And of course, he doesn't know how to do going to church, so he's just walking around blessing everybody. And it's like, and and I'm sure there's someone watching the movie going, "That's uh, that's fu- do we not do that? I feel like do we not? Is, is that was that funny? But yeah, don't we have a call and response thing that we do about God? I feel like we have a row, row, row your boat with Jesus that we do pretty consistently. Don't know how to laugh here." <laughs> So he goes he goes in for the service and he finds all his loser friends that he was hanging out with the night before. And he's whispering at first because he didn't realize churches rock so hard. Oh, my God. They have a band of divorced dads to prove it. <laughs> yes. It's fucking amazing. He's like, oh, we're in church. And they go, uh-uh. And they turn to the stage and it's just like the discount version of the newsboys being like, oh, Jesus, every day. <laughs> three doors down. It could have been three doors down. We have no <laughs> evidence have- that wasn't three doors down. <laughs> right. And he's supposed to be out of place, so he doesn't know the words. And that's fine, I guess. But th- he also doesn't clap along cur- like. He's clapping off. Yes. Uh-huh. You don't need to know the lyrics to clap along in rhythm to something. The fucking, the, the, the newsboys aren't switching in and out of seven meters. You're going to be fine. It's in fucking four. Just clap like normal fucking Well, person. and also like the words to the songs are printed on a screen, right? Like, is he illiterate? This is, you don't have to know the song. To, he's karaokeing along with a crowd. Non-Christians can't clap or read. Uh, apparently. <laughs> and also, he doesn't know how to communion, right? <laughs> so funny. Yeah, he takes a handful of wafers, which, by the way, least realistic thing about this movie is that that doesn't instantly cause him to throw up. Anyone who's right. had a community wafer would have instantly been like, oh, instead of just like, oh, I need a little more wine. All right, well, I... I feel like that's how I would have ended up doing it if so, nobody explained it to me if I was at church. He's he's pouring the wafer crumbs like out of the plate, like the end of a Doritos bag <laughs> down his throat. I would have done that. Yeah, and of course, he also doesn't know how to leave when other people leave. So funny. Okay, quick question, by the way. Is this a Catholic church or a... No, I feel like, like a, a pro- do Protestants do the wafer and wine thing? Is yeah, that standard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some some of them sometimes. Okay, do they take notes at church? Is my other <laughs> yes. question. Copious notes. Apparently, of church <laughs> of who's ready to fuck. <laughs> and of course, he also doesn't know how to collection plate, and that's really funny too. And again, it's it's yeah, it, it's it's this desperate attempt to pretend like, hey, what we do is hard, huh, guys? <laughs> what we do. You could fuck that up, huh? Mm-hmm. So now we're on to the next rehearsal. This is apparently the second rehearsal, which starts with Kelly, the director, the the love interest, saying, we're falling a little behind, guys. Like, how? How? How are you falling behind? It's a play. You can't fall. Move faster. Go to a scene further along in the play. <laughs> Does she believe they need to rehearse until it's perfect each scene? It's not knitting. You just hey, you just do the play over and over again, and then when the time comes for the play, the play happens. <laughs> well, and too, like if they're like what you know, maybe they're set decoration or whatever that they're running behind. It's, it, it's the second rehearsal. This is completely on you, lady. Fuck off. And then, of course, this is where uh, Gavin has to show up dressed like Jesus, because you know, because she wants to fuck Jesus, and now he looks like Jesus. Get it? 
I really wanted it to work. I wanted her to just like scoosh. And like all of a sudden she's like, oh my God, uh, Gavin, can I speak to you a little later? Bring your crown of thorns <laughs> and stab me with it. Full circle. <laughs> she's been setting that one up with links in the show notes and everything. Yeah. So yeah. Um, and of course, his co-stars are all concerned that they won't be able to keep up with his incredible acting skills. So he he takes them aside to teach them all how to act. And and clearly the people writing these lines and delivering them don't know enough about how to act to know what one would say or do here. No, uh, he does a improv exercise for children where you sing row, row, row your boat together, which is not supposed to teach you not to speak over each other. It's supposed to teach you to speak more quickly and not pause between your lines. Uh, <laughs> then he says the word Meisner, which is an acting technique, <laughs> but they never address again. Is that how the Meisner technique works? <laughs> is that how the Meisner technique works? <laughs> is that how the Meisner technique works, Eli? Oh, you, you won major brownie points with an acting nerd who listens to this. <laughs> Someone right now is just like, oh, he's so true. <laughs> Most of our performance is natural talent and love. <laughs> no, you can learn how to be a better actor and a painter, too. You can learn all those things. <laughs> you hear about all the people who went yeah. to painting school no. and became great. Absolutely. Meryl Streep is amazing at Row, Row, Row Your Boat. <laughs> That's what I heard. French major. And then <laughs> Kelly shows up at the end of this scene to be angry and remind everybody that she's a bitch that's never going to have sex with him um, or something. But it gets us out of the goddamn scene. And again, like, at the very least, shouldn't her character be likable? She walks in and she's like, hey, glad you knuckle fuckers are having fun. Get back to it. <laughs> <laughs> so then we cut to later that day or another day or something, whatever. And she's on the phone bitching about money problems. Bingo. And just then her assistant or stagehand runs out to the hallway and says, you know, you got to see the wacky shenanigans that Gavin's up to now. They'll be hilarious in the next scene. And his idea <laughs> is that when he like dies at the end of the play, he wants to ascend to heaven on like a body crane. Yeah. Like in <laughs> Jesus Christ Superstar. And it was really yeah. good. It was actually right. really cool exactly. when they did that. <laughs> yeah. So he rigs himself up with the pulleys and she's mm -hmm. like, no, we're not. Can we not? Seriously. And then <laughs> they have a little accident. He almost pulls an Owen Hart and like oh. starts falling down on <laughs> the thing. But Shawn Michaels dives in for the rescue catch. With, and I just thought this was a weird idea. The WWE owns this movie. Uh, right? Like probably best <laughs> if you don't remind us about killing that guy with bad pulleys in 1999. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that was probably really cathartic for Shawn Michaels. Like he was like, I caught you. I caught you. <laughs> You're safe. <laughs> now you get to die 10 years later than you would. <laughs> the Heart Foundation will continue. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah. So, you know, but yeah, Kelly doesn't like this poly idea. So she has to stop him. And she's like, you know, look, I know you're talented and charming, but this is still act two. It's just barely that. So still be bitchy to you. Don't do that. And again, she doubles down on the Jesus wasn't about spectacle. And I'm like, <laughs> have you read your fucking book? Yeah. His crucifixion crowd was bigger than Obama's inauguration. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about it. 
Yeah, yeah. Very unfair. This was the first time they put out white tops for the crucifixion, <laughs> and they had never put out white tops for a crucifixion before. And everyone was really scared because of the Bowling Green Massacre, so nobody wanted to go there. Very unfair. <laughs> so Gavin heads home so he can bond with his dad over basketball for a little bit. I just want to say dad is terrible at having a sober son. He's like constantly offering him beers in these scenes. Yeah, he might as well tease his alcoholic son with just the tip of the beer a little bit. It's terrible. <laughs> he literally doesn't know what to do. He's like, you want a beer? And he's like, oh, no, I'm sober now. And he's like, oh, do you want a beer? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Are, I, uh, are we doing Meisner? Miss Zach Brown. <laughs> Do they do that at AA? Do you want a beer? Do you want a beer? Do you want a beer? No. It would work. Uh, <laughs> also, at this point, guys, you can help me out. Who is MJ? Spider-Man's girlfriend is MJ in my world. Who is MJ? Really? Michael Jordan. Are you really asking that? <laughs> Michael Jordan from Space Jam. Okay. Yes, the guy. <laughs> do they call him MJ? I'm supposed to know the letters from everyone who's ever played sports names? M.A. Muhammad Ali. It's not. It's not. D J Deshaun Jenkins, like what? Just Michael Jordan. I know who Michael Jordan. I didn't realize we were so aware of Michael Jordan that we could just say the letters M and J, and we were instantly he was talking Michael Jackson. As when you're the greatest player in your sport of all time, you get that. It's just it comes along with the okay. Michael Jordan from Space Jam. <laughs> that's that's where he's from. Where he's from. He also did that commercial that they based Space Jam on. He played baseball for a little while. Yeah, he did. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. So meanwhile, while him and his dad are bonding, Kelly and her dad, the pastor, are still stressing about a dumbass Easter play. Like nobody ever says, you know, honey, you're taking this real serious. You shouldn't. This should just be like fun for everyone. And her big worry is that she doesn't think he gets the story. And I wrote in my notes, no, I don't think you get the story. Right. <laughs> I'm so mad she gets Gavin at the end of this. I'm so mad. <laughs> well, I treat you so much better, Bert. And, and the and the dad here, he, he's trying to convince her to like, you know, how to use his talent a little bit better. But it also seems like he's trying to convince her to to fuck him. She's like, you know, he's like, you know, you need to make him your partner. Those are his exact words. And she's like, you want me to fuck him? And he's like, and take pictures of his dick. Take pictures. Yeah. <laughs> and send them to me. I'm a pastor. I'm not surprised by anything. <laughs> <laughs> I spend my day on R forward slash space dick. <laughs> <laughs> so now we have to, I guess, move the romance along a little bit. So the way we're going to manage that is that he runs into her at the cafeteria and, and she's with a little deaf girl, but he knows sign language, which means that he's charming now. Yeah, wins her over. So stupid. I feel like this was originally a blind girl, but Gavin just like kept spitting in her face and rubbing sand in her eyes. And they're like, no, it's, you're, I get you're doing the method thing. That's not, that's not good. But yeah. I want a deaf girl to keep farting and not notice. It's like, so what are you like? Okay. She's, she doesn't know we know. Be cool. Uh, Everyone be cool. Right. But Gavin starts signing with the deaf girl and Angela Johnson is sploosh ejaculating just below the frame. She's loving it. it. It's so over the top obvious. Like, Well, she's loving it. And then she basically turns to him and she's like, Gavin, listen, listen. If you do what I say, 
I will listen to you. Yeah. Compromise. That's right. <laughs> well, and at first she's like, wow, you know, that was amazing. She doesn't usually open up to people. And, and, and he's like, you know, she's, she's deaf she's and deaf. can't. You know how deaf works? Because that would be a really dumb fucking thing to say oh, if you did. I, where's that movie about a girl who just thinks deaf people are shy? <laughs> and just spends it. Come on, you can do it. No, I can't. I literally cannot express myself. Deaf jokes are safe in this medium. They're no, they really are. You're, you're good. You're good. So... And and look, here's the other thing, too. Okay, so this is, it, there will sort of be another conflict in this movie. But the main conflict we're dealing with right now is that the local church play director doesn't want to take advice from this cocky professional actor, right? I mean, shouldn't she just be, like, listening to him about how this is really done? You would think even if, yeah, but if he, Jesus is well enough, she'll listen to him, apparently. Lucky guy. Uh, and now it's time for another montage. Yep. A montage. A montage set to uh, music note, Christian cat power. <laughs> <laughs> My music note was having lyrics in this song kind of fucks up the montage, but it's a Christian movie. so. And because they can't show rehearsing, apparently being a child actor also means you know everything about lighting and set design. Because he's like <laughs> building the set and fucking showing a guy how to set up a grid. I wanted a shot of him and Morgan going over the audio cues in the show. <laughs> uh, and he also... Goes and speaks to the kindergarten and does the like. And then the little children came to him and they all come and tackle him. And how does one arrange for that? Just out of curiosity. Like, do you just need a Jesus costume? Is just that a say that you're a Christian, I think. That all <laughs> Sunday schools understand? Also in the montage. There's yeah. a Korean one near me. <laughs> they know me, though. <laughs> No thing. Right, Heath, you were saying a thing about movie? No, keep Christian going. Movie. Go ahead. What were you saying? I love Asian children. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll move on. We'll move on. Help me make a plan. So there was this montage in so this movie. there's a montage happening. See, uh, I'm trying, Andrew. Another I'm trying. thing that happens that's different from all that that you've now forgotten, uh, he falls asleep <laughs> reading the Bible yeah. during the montage, which is, you know, another check on your bingo card there. And I just wanted to see, like, a little universe crossover here. Like, all of a sudden, he's at a coffee shop doing conversion therapy on a gay guy using mime or whatever <laughs> in the montage. <laughs> then they paint over a rainbow house in hetero colors with rollers <laughs> really fast. Would have been fun. Yeah, and, and well, and, and also just to give you a, a further idea how sloppily this was written, this montage ends with Kelly going, and that's a wrap for the montage. I, I mean, the set building. <laughs> that's a wrap for the set building. What? That's a wrap, <laughs> a film term for the set building. Something you do not declare out loud. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're done with the paper mache rocks, guys. Big celebration. <laughs> And cut paper mache rocks. <laughs> <laughs> and theater word, kind of. Um, and Speed. Of, and of course, <laughs> Gavin is still trying unsuccessfully to fuck her. So he browbeats her into submitting to his, his 11th date request. And, and this annoys the fuck out of me about all movies, not just Christian movies. But the message it's certainly sending here is if she turns you down politely 11 times, keep asking. She secretly wants your dick. 
So he takes her out for deep dish because fuck everyone in this movie. That's what they deserve. They keep saying deep dish so many. I feel like Tom and Cecil are pranking us somehow. <laughs> like they got it. Oh, that's where all their Patreon money goes. <laughs> we gotta make a movie. <laughs> At the end, they just walk out. Gotcha. <laughs> Oh, shit. So, yeah, now, so we cut to their, like, obviously the movie can't make us watch something as graphic as them actually eating the deep dish pizza. So we get there after the date walk and talk. And this is really weird because it starts off, like, you know, in the middle of her conversation where she's talking about a bad date with a Christian as if to say, you know, don't worry, we agree that some of us are pretty creepy. Yeah. Also, there's this moment where he's like, so I hear you only have room in your life for one man. She's like, no, it's not that. And I wrote in my notes, she's gay. Please be gay. Oh my God, please be gay. But no, she was engaged. <laughs> yeah, right, right. No, she's like, he's like, yes, Steven said that you don't have sex with men. And she's like, yes, Steven's a squishy bitch boy, isn't he? What does that tell you? <laughs> well, I had a boyfriend who lives in Canada. But yeah, and she is, and he gives her like the why no boyfriend question. And I wanted so bad for her just to go, I'm actually not attractive and I'm bitchy. So... <laughs> I don't feel like that really <laughs> needs to no, be answered. I'm not like, a likable like or fuckable person. Also, I did blackface for years <laughs> on TV, and it's readily available <laughs> everywhere. I like her a lot. Here. I like her a lot. You guys are being mean. <laughs> I, I feel like, though, they're Fair on enough. this. She's over 21. <laughs> <laughs> so, she's, uh, she, she's on this date with him, and I feel like he should have told her about the stalker club, the weekly stalker club with like hair dolls over it. Don't you feel like it's like an important piece of it? She's literally telling him about her terrible dates with these exact guys. And he, do he doesn't say anything. That would have been nice of him. Yeah. But instead they talk about how she used to be engaged, but he left her. So she went to Nepal like you do, you know, pick up the white man's burden for a year. <laughs> yeah. It's a good important. way to get over a breakup. I guess. <laughs> Remind I just changed the religion of some poor people, you know, like just to <laughs> shake it off. I'm gonna change the religion of some people who don't understand and need food. I'm gonna change. <laughs> so, and of course, this is also where we get the painfully stupid tell a joke moment. Now, I, I want to point out that this. As ham-fisted as this was, it, it, it still never pays off, right? Like, I, I expected that we're setting up, like, at, at the end of the movie, she'll tell a joke and crack everybody up, and we'll learn that she's loosened up enough to tell a joke. But no, this moment exists for its own sake. Nope, she, but, but she utters the famous words of every bitch, male or female, in the world. Okay, fine, I'm intense. If you ever meet someone who calls themselves <laughs> intense, guess what? That person's a piece of shit. That's what pieces of shit call themselves. <laughs> I I don't I don't feel like I, I don't feel like you're giving enough breadth to that term. I think a lot of people are pretty intense. I uh, and they're busy when you message them gifts on Facebook. <laughs> so and and there's 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 a line in here where she's like, oh, but you know, there's so much pressure on a pastor's daughter. People expect you to conform to Bronze Age gender roles, for example, because if you're not talking about that, what the fuck pressure could there possibly be on you? <laughs> well, you know, your dad is. Nope, no pressure. Sorry, my dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So and then, of course, they have to show that, like, after the date, he drops her back off at her car. The movie wants to make it very clear. No one fucked anyone. Oh, 
Oh, I thought he dropped her off at the church like she lived there in like quarters at that huge mega church. That would have been better than what they're using it for. She keeps it. She, they keep her in the tower or whatever. Also, one quick fun detail. In reality, Angela Johnson is married to a Christian hip hop artist from Group One Crew. Oh, well. I would love to hear his music. No, <laughs> I listened to a little bit because I'm starting a rivalry with <laughs> Manuel Reyes of Group Let's One Let's start Crew. a rap battle off with Grim <laughs> Morgan. <laughs> Not going to do it this episode because we didn't have enough time. But we are going to start a rap battle with Group One Crew and it is going to turn violent. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Couple couple fronts now. We're we're up against Drake on the Canada front, and the, I feel like we've already got that yeah. pretty much covered. Yeah. yeah, I feel like we already won against Drake. Yeah. So <laughs> so he gets home. Gavin gets home, and Dad, of course, is up fixing the house and being all folksy or whatever. And this is where we get the whole like, oh, before your mom died, I promised her I would fix this house up, so I'm still doing it. And I'm like, wow, haven't made any appreciable headway in uh, over a decade, there, Dad. Ooh, rough. Not, not buying it. Yeah. I feel like you should uh, do better. I feel like you did a bad job as a dad and a husband. <laughs> and an actor, really, because you wound up in this. And shit. managing your money after Scrubs. Yeah, right. <laughs> Nine seasons of the most popular show on TV and put something aside. Now you got to be a bit player. Huh? In WWE movies. Is that where we are? Yep. That's where we are. Get a fucking CD. <laughs> So, and of course, Gavin is asking dad for, I guess, Christian pussy advice or say it's, it's, it's really fucking weird. Uh, this scene, I don't know what they're trying to set up, you know, cause clearly the dad's been fucking power tools for the last decade. So why would he have any, I, I don't even know what they were going for here, but there's an awkward dad son moment or something. Yes, it is. And not only is it awkward, but he appears to feel like he can't give Gavin advice because he's old. Like, not because he doesn't want to give advice. He's just like, Gavin, I don't know what modern vaginas look like. It's like an iPod. You just, are they touchscreen now? How does it work? Do you text the clitoris? Hello, 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 hello. Now, there is good use for augmented reality on, on, on an iPhone. There. You text it the so, alphabet. Yeah. And, <laughs> and now we get my favorite scene in the movie. And my by far favorite actor in the movie. This is the scene where uh, Gavin and Kelly are promoting their big Easter play on Christian radio. And I just wrote in my notes, <laughs> if all else fails, we could just spend the whole episode on this man's appearance. Yes, we could. Jesus, this guy is looks the way Tom and Cecil describe themselves. Yeah, no, like there is no stereotypically ugly thing that one could say about a human that would not rightfully apply to this particular human. Oh, he's amazing. Jesus. He looks like Gimli the Dwarf ate the gum at Wonka's factory. It's not going well. The Irish had invented sumo, yeah. And then oh. taught walruses to do it. He looks like the king of the fireballs. <laughs> The candy. <laughs> like he can shoot fireballs out of his hand. The candy. That definitely, if he was a boss villain, that's what he'd oh. be doing. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like deep dish pizza was a person. Yeah. <laughs> oh. He is. He, he looks like he survived the Bowling Orange Massacre. <laughs> Peppermint Patty was Kevin Spacey's first victim in seven. Yeah. And also, <laughs> as if the guy himself wasn't ugly enough, the shirt he's wearing. Looks like something you'd wear to announce landing a spacecraft on a comet. 
Just wanted to reopen that wound, you know? We were all really mad about that. So, and of course, Gavin... Remember when we were mad about that, guys? (laughs) Oh, I want to be mad about that again. (laughs) Simpler time. So, yeah, but of course, the, 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 the key to this scene, other than just introducing us to this wonderful, amazing human being that looks like Sean White crashed mouth first into a mountain and swallowed um, is so that we can learn that (laughs) Gavin is learning about Jesus and doesn't want to make this play about him, but about the message of Jesus. Now, keep in mind that what we're saying here is Jesus wouldn't want the attention on himself, so make this all about Jesus. Isn't that the argument that we're presenting? <laughs> That's exactly okay. the argument. Just, and Angela Johnson is squirting once again. She's loving it. She wants his humility right in her butt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't she? And now it's time for more rehearsals. We get the uh, cast the first stone scene. And it's the writing in the sand thing. Like, what yeah. was Jesus writing in the sand? So he just like draws a swastika and he's like, get out of here, Jews. <laughs> <laughs> he cannot handle the fact that we don't know what Jesus wrote in the sand. <laughs> <laughs> and then well and, and they're trying to make it like you know they're trying to give him another understanding jesus moment so he's like i don't get why i would be like trying these to get these jews not to murder this lady with rocks what's his motivation here why would he care oh you want to stop the people from murdering the lady with rocks that's the whole motivation i don't Was okay I, but what what's in it for me <laughs> oh they're a, jews they're jews the murderers are jews <laughs> Do you get it now? Oh, Jews. <laughs> oh, he is a Muslim. I knew it. <laughs> yeah. Just Stab him. <laughs> dealing with the kind of questions we atheists have to deal with. It is our burden, the right man's burden there. But just then, as he's trying to figure out why Jesus would care about some poor lady who was going to die for fucking a dude, he gets a phone call. <laughs> yeah, and first he gets it on his cell phone and then... the this person calls the landline at yeah, the mega uh-huh. church somehow. And so somebody in the cast picks up. He's like, hey, Gavin, it's for you. Somebody named Act 3 Conflict. Do you want to take this? <laughs> so he takes it. Well, I also love, like, she's super upset. I mean, again, this is volunteer community theater rehearsal, kind of thing where people are going to take phone calls, where people are going to show up and say, hey, I got an important call maybe coming through at some point today. And everybody's like, that's okay. You don't get paid for this or anything. You're doing me a favor, but not in this stupid fucking movie. And they're just taking five. It's not like he's like, oh, I got to go. He's just like, I'll be right back. And she's like, seriously, every second counts. We are so far behind. We will not finish the play at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a cumulative effort. So, yeah, now this is him getting a call from Jack, his agent or manager or whatever, to tell him that his old director, Mike Mira, heard about how drunk and awesome he is and therefore cast him for a part in his new TV show. That's going to be the conflict in the movie now. And I've got to say, when I was an actor, I got cast in a lot of roles because I was dangerous and a criminal. So (laughs) pretty uh, pretty responsible. It helps. But of course, you know, Jack thinks it's really funny that Gavin's playing Jesus since he's such a wild party animal. And then he he makes fun of of prayer because he's a bastard. And we're supposed to not like him, I yeah. guess. And since that is literally all this movie is going to offer us in terms of stakes, I guess we can take a break there. But before we do, let me give Act 3 the hard sell. Will the Easter play go off without a hitch? Is that really all we have to concern ourselves with in this movie? Will they finally give Eli a little shirtless Gavin action? Find out the answers to these questions and more when we return for the worded-in conclusion of The Resurrection of Gavin Stone. 
Cut. Okay, Stephen, love your energy, but can, can you do this one more time and not look like you're biding your time for an opportunity to slip Gavin a roofie? I cannot. Hi, I'm Tony D of Tony D's School of Christian Movie Script Doctoring and Court-Ordered Heroin Rehabilitation. Does your Christian movie lack any semblance of an Act 3 conflict? Um, okay, so what if he finds out that she puts the toilet paper the, the wrong way on the thing, like, like to the inside at dispensers? Okay, mm-hmm. Does the budding romance have less passion than Ben Stein reading a land auction listing? Perhaps we can mutually employ our genitals at some point. Does the very concept of the movie demand you completely rewrite the sources of your religion? Jesus wasn't an attention seeker. Well, you could try fixing all those problems one by one, or you could add a wrestler. My Christian movie was absolute shit, but now it's absolute shit with a wrestler in it, so we made money. No room for a wrestler in a story? Doesn't matter. You can just shoehorn him in anywhere. Wrestler couldn't act well enough to pretend he really did like that sweater? Doesn't matter. None of your other actors are any good either. Can't afford a wrestler? I think you're overestimating the cost of a wrestler. I don't get craft services. He sure do. So come on down to Tony D's School of Christian Movie Script Doctoring and Court-Ordered Heroin Rehabilitation today and check out our fine selection of washed-up guys who got the world to dance around in their underwear for a living. But don't wait. This offer can't last long because the steroid abuse kills most of these guys in their 50s. I am not a pug of pegacorn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a guy. And we're back for more of this shit. When we last left our hero, he'd left rehearsal to take a phone call about a potentially career-changing job opportunity because he's such an asshole. But now we're going to get him staying late at the church practicing his Jesus lines. Yeah. And uh, this is where Kelly comes in and, like, catches him practicing. And he tells her about the psychotic advice he got from his manager as a child. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The Gavin comes first bit. Yeah, basically, and, like, this is supposed to be, a like, uh, look at Hollywood and the way it corrupts children, but this is psychotic. He's like, kid, they're going to come after you. They're going to want things from you, but you just got to remember, Gavin comes first. They're all going to laugh at you, Gavin. They're all going to laugh at you. <laughs> I want him to end it by having telekinetic powers, but we're supposed <laughs> to just think, like, the outside world just regularly abuses children as opposed to the church. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> And Kelly's advice to deal with this is, uh, you know, he's a great person to learn from. The ex-con wrestler guy whose favorite hobby is stalking me. I think you should hang out with him. <laughs> yeah, you should meet him at nine o'clock at the garage. And I love how she introduces this, too, because she's all flirty. And she's like, I have an idea how you can learn about Jesus. And he's like, penetration? She's like, no, it's meeting Doug at the garage. <laughs> so maybe. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because apparently Shawn Michaels demanded more screen time, but it had to be manly screen time. So we get them fixing up cars for the Cars for Single Moms program that the church runs. Right. And he's like, so have you ever changed the oil before? And he's like, look at me. Of course, I haven't changed the oil on a car before. <laughs> Are you kidding? I'm not available for food stamps. I just go and one of you does it right. for a lower and lower price. <laughs> Right, so he doesn't know anything about mechanic work, but 
Shawn Michaels has him do a bunch of mechanic work anyway <laughs> to fi fix some lady's car. Like, I wanted her to drive away and the, just the wheels fall off like <laughs> right. caravan at the gypsy place. Oh, I thought I was taking these screws off. Oh. Oh, no, but it makes sense your way, though. It makes more sense your way. So, yeah, no, it's one of them great things to speed up by having someone around who doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. At least nothing can go all that wrong. Um, so, yeah, so they fix up this car and then they get the scene where, like, Kelly shows up to give it to a single mom. And I guess what we're supposed to get from this scene is, you know, they don't get any of the credit. They leave the credit to Jesus because um, they <sighs> stand a little further well, off. Yeah. Shawn Michaels, he's like, yeah, I never walk over there because I'm trying not to take the credit. But we're like 30 feet away at this point in, in a mechanic's garage wearing <laughs> mechanic's overalls, holding tools. Like, And there's what? another person taking the credit right over there. Yeah, well, do anything. <laughs> also true. The church representative over there already taking the credit. And she did less than we did. Yeah. Yeah. And isn't this all supposed to be to give the credit to the guy who didn't want the credit to begin with, according to... To this movie but not the book it's based on anyway yeah um so yeah so kelly likes him in, with the greasy look so do i so uh you know that's i'm fine with this but now this means that his 200 court hour ordered hours of christianity are up on account of the car fixing but he doesn't want to take credit for the car fixing because that was for jesus so the pastor says oh okay well then you know, after you do the rehearsal, I mean, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, it's anyway, so convoluted. So. Why would they, when the timer went up, he was going to disappear back into his own dimension? Like, obviously, <laughs> he was going to be in the play no matter how many hours it took. So I don't know why he felt the need to be like, oh, those hours don't count because I was thinking about fucking dudes during them. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> now we won't cancel the church play. And also, can we point out that, okay, so he did like an eight-hour day of mopping at the beginning, which means that there is like 192 hours of rehearsal that has now gone into this play. <laughs> Just his rehearsal. Amazing. Yeah, okay, that's how it works. Anyway, so so we get to the last rehearsal, and but before we can start, we have to have the scene where all of the guys get together to give him this creepy nail cross necklace the thing. Blair Witch warning they get together yes. to give him a Blair Witch warning <laughs> the fucking most look I've given some women some terrifying gifts in my day I have more restraining orders than I have fingers but I would never make a cross <laughs> out of nails from a building pounded together and hand it to someone yeah no I have this down <laughs> as the creepy thing that your high school girlfriend gives you the day after the breakup but I guess for Eli, it's the creepy thing you give to your... Anyway, yeah, but it's six, one, half dozen of the other. Love you, Ashley. <laughs> I give her a mixtape. <laughs> With Zoobly yeah. Zoo on it. <laughs> She's a child. That's how I feel. <laughs> and then they rehearse, and they rehearse so good that he might just get a dry hump out of it. Uh-oh. She invites him over to her place, but he gets an important phone call before he can, you know, take her up on the dry hump. Uh, apparently, the big director, Mike Mira, has written him a new part because he's such a drunken drug abuser. Yeah, dude, you got so drunk, I rewrote an entire character just for you. He doesn't have any lines or show up often because that's what drunk alcoholic <laughs> drug addicts do. Oh, I was so hoping it was just going to be like Gavin on Celebrity Rehab with Gary Busey. I would have been so excited if that was the rest of the movie. It's not. You want to chew your way to the end of the table? I call it teeth chess. <laughs> your move, conk. 
<laughs> you can get a video message for him for two hundred dollars. We'll learn all about that. That's a call forward too. So yeah, yeah, but but of course Gavin can't leave because of the church Easter play. Okay, so this is a character who we've established has been out of work for like 15 years or whatever, still apparently has money somehow and a manager and an agent and everything and a lawyer, but he's been out of work forever and he's got a big break here. Like this is a really good thing for his career, but he can't leave because of the church Easter play, right? The, the director who's supposed to be the bad guy says, are you in or are you stupid? Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. The conflict of this movie is, should he leave the church play to go be a regular on a television show in L.A.? Yeah, right. And, and the decision is not the answer you think it's going to be. Well, exactly, exactly. Like, they, like, why would he not go? Why would these people want him to not go? Why would they wish against his success? What a bunch of assholes. Absolutely. Are we supposed to be rooting for these assholes? Yeah. Yeah, unbelievable. And of course, as he's on this phone call making this difficult decision, lady number two overhears him. <laughs> right. And it's a good thing Gavin's half of the call had all the pertinent information on his <laughs> half, because otherwise this eavesdropping plot point would make no sense at yeah, all. Don't yeah, don't watch this movie twice. And not just because you'll notice the plot holes. So, yeah, so he makes the decision he's going to leave um, and he shows up for the dry hump anyway, but he doesn't ma even make it to the front porch. Apparently, Kelly got a call from lady number two and knows all about his plans to fuck them over by having a career. Right. Doesn't he <laughs> know they sold every seat in the house for this church play? And I wanted him to be like, I feel like that's just because you have a mega church and they come to your events. I don't really think <laughs> I don't really think my 15 year dry spell as a child actor has now reinvigorated your community. Well, and even <laughs> if it has, right? Like they've already sold him out, right? So, so, so Gavin has a chance to rekindle his career. She might have to waste posters. Yeah. <laughs> right. And his excuse is like, Oh, what if God has something bigger for me? I think this, this might be it. And she's like, Oh, that doesn't count for the other. That, that is our word. You don't get <laughs> to use that. That's our thing. Yeah, we do the plan thing, and it's only for bad... Stop it. Cut it out. We're going to have to reprint some fucking posters, man. <laughs> and she even says at this point, like, what kind of Christian would be this selfish? And she's so obviously the selfish person in the scene at that time. Creflo Dollar lands his Death Star Death behind Star. her and sneaks out of the frame. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just want to try my other Death Star. You were saying something about selfish Christians. Go on. <laughs> and of course, but that is only a setup for him to like do the big reveal where he goes like, I'm not really a Christian. Okay. I faked it for pussy, which I never got. So it was kind of a waste. And, and she demands that he calls and doesn't do his job that would get him paid while he's unemployed, but he won't cause he's the bad guy. Anyway, so now we cut back to his to dad's house where he's packing up and dad is also mad that he's furthering his career. Yeah. And it, there's this weird jump the gun moment where he's like, oh, it's weird. Why are you leaving? And he's like, don't you do this to me, too. And he's like, actually, I was just really wondering. You could have been going to a hotel or <laughs> found a place to stay. There are more lines in between this reaction <laughs> and my initial inquiry. <laughs> Sam Shepard. So... <laughs> So, yeah, so he leaves. He has to stop and look at the church longingly before he goes, you know. 
But then we have a, a, a like a Gavin in L.A. montage because this movie really needed another montage. Yeah, which accomplishes absolutely nothing. Nothing like, happens. And in he's it. in L.A. That's it. Yeah, he's wanted, in L.A. Wanted to be walking around with like an arm full of shopping bags all of a sudden, <laughs> going up and down escalators. No. Although there was this, yeah, getting freaked out by remote controlled cars. There, there was this <laughs> one moment though where like she reaches for the Bible and then doesn't open it and tosses it aside. I'm like, that is the best Christian movie Bible moment ever. Yeah, no, I know what this <laughs> shit says. Yeah, and the, the director comes in and he's trying to make him all like depressed out and he goes, hey, uh, let's darken the eyes a little bit. Also, I'm loving this depression beard. And I wrote in my notes, is that what this is? Is this a depression beard? If I get... <laughs> Happy, will it grow back into my face? I'm just curious because I've had it for years and I thought it was just so I could say mean things to Anita Sarkeesian. But I guess it's- <laughs> no, it's it's a joke because he's really depressed because he's sad because he can't be in the Jesus play. Yeah. So now it's time for the shoot. And this is how they build the conflict, right? The director's like, all right, man, your character's at rock bottom, so I put drugs in your alcoholic beverage and you must now consume those in front of me. (laughs) And he's like, I can't drink it. I promised I'd never go back to that life. And the guy's like, oh, no, Ron, this is acting. You don't have to literally drink and do drugs. I just can't. No, we're... we're saying that's fine. You don't have to we'll just give you some iced tea or something. Man. We'll just Whatever give you, you want. Apple juice. I'm leaving. It feels like you're just inventing this conflict. <laughs> it's fine because you can still be in the fuck you. I'm out. And he leaves. Yeah, yeah exactly. so stupid. He just can't bring himself to drink the drugs. And then, of course, Mira makes fun of Jesus. And that's it. He walks off the set like a petulant drunk would. That's why you don't be a drunk, right? Because you would do dumb shit like that to your career. Yep. So, also, the director sums it up pretty well. He's like, hey, man, if you walk off a live set and you can see like they do a good job of like reproducing a set. There's like 50 people on that set. Just like, don't leave. We all work here, too. Yeah, right. Our job stops. <laughs> if you can have some iced tea or don't drink it, maybe you're just maybe you just put your head in your hands and cry. I've got notes that won't ruin this day for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they got through writing this script and they were like, fuck, we need to add stakes in a rewrite. And this is the best they could do in the five minutes they had. It's insane. Yeah. So and that's it. That's it. Right. We're done with that now because the next scene is him showing back up at the church. Right. And begging for his part, like as though like because they were like, oh, no, no, no. But what if what if she's not sure about taking him back? And I'm like, really? <laughs> like you see, you need I don't know. Let's see if they'll, if the, it's pretty intense here. I'm not sure if we're going to ready to forgive you for leaving your career to be in this church play, which ends tomorrow. Yeah. Right. <laughs> does not pay. <laughs> yeah. But he's really sorry and he'll do anything, even mop. So like, this is literally what's happening in the movie now. The unemployed guy remains unemployed so that he can continue to voluntarily mop at a church. That's the person we're supposed to admire as good Christians. And he's not getting laid. Again, like if he was getting laid, I get it. Look, I've attended some Blink-182 concerts and listened to some people describe their dreams. But if you're not getting laid, this whole plot falls apart. And it's if it's someone describes their dreams to you and you're not fucking them, you should be fucking that person. <laughs> You've earned the right. You don't have to hear about anyone's dreams you're not fucking. <laughs> Wisdom from Eli. 
And of course, as in every Christian fucking movie, the atheist character just doesn't know how to handle the lack of blood oaths against them for minor slights like this. Really? You guys forgave me for the nothing? We are like that. (laughs) (laughs) So now it's time for the you almost get to pee Noah montage. Remember, we had to watch this shit in the theater, although I could have peed in that theater. It was just me and Heath. And this is the montage where they're prepping for the play. And we, mm-hmm. where we learn that even unchristian folksy dad has got a ticket. Yeah. And I want to point out at this point. So I was alone in my theater with my wife as well, who immediately took out her phone and played video games at full volume for the entirety of this movie <laughs> and refused to watch a minute of it. But as they were doing this, <laughs> she looks up from her phone and turns to me and at full volume goes, What's he going to do for money now? And then goes right back into playing Hungry Shark on her iPhone. (laughs) The only reaction Anna had to this movie. (laughs) So, and of course, the house is packed and they're all going to pray together before they, uh, you know, uh, do the play. Oh, and also this is the moment where, like, he has to compliment her dress and how much ankle it shows, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She's breezy. Breezy is the, (laughs) Yeah. And And we get a shot of the extras in the audience, by the way, too, here. And they visit all of them. They visibly hate this movie. They're so angry. (laughs) It's great. They they were only able to keep like a half a second. And it's still it's still very obvious. (laughs) And, And then we get to watch highlights of a bad church play for the rest of the goddamn movie. But they have some nice sets. They, no, they do. Oh, they do. They spent a fortune not helping poor people to make this fucking play. <laughs> yes. Yes. Now, but but suddenly I understand this whole movie and the challenge that the writers face here because they were told at the beginning, look, guys, our grand finale is community theater highlights. We need a script so boring that people will still be impressed by that. So you can't go over that bar at any point. I mean, I'm just saying it worked. It worked on me. Made me feel bad about Chicago. Their play had a donkey. I wanted a donkey for Chicago. And Noah said no. And I just kept Facebook messaging. So, and I, I also love that he's like improving Jesus lines at a certain point because he gets Jesus so much. Oh, I'm just going, okay, I need a sport, a celebrity, and a city in Israel. Robin Williams, Boston Marathon. That's not, not in Israel. Yeah, yeah. And and by the way, I, I, I did kind of have some theories as to why that pastor had a donkey so readily available. But I do yeah. think a classy church would have hired Camel. Camel's looking for work. <laughs> I wanted him to start doing a little more Jesus comedy, though. Like, you ever notice how the guy you're crucified next to always wants to chit-chat? What's the deal <laughs> with Barabbas? Yeah. <laughs> that would have been fun. He's fucking a crucifix instead of a stool. <laughs> <laughs> Also, the scene with the Jesus drawing pays off because he writes grace in English in the the stage. (laughs) That's what Jesus was writing. We get it now. That paid off. And then we get his crucifixion acting. And no words that we ever say are going to do justice to his crucifixion acting. I really wished this was not a theatrical, like this is like was a something we found on YouTube movie, so we could clip this out for you. We can't legally, I guess. Oh, my fucking God. First, he has to accept Jesus as his Lord and Savior there live on, on, on during the play. He has to kind of turn around and say, oh, Jesus, by the way, if I die before this play's over, uh, take me to heaven. And then he says, Father, in a way that would embarrass Hayden Christensen. <laughs> and... So bad. And then he Jesus dies. Yeah. <laughs> and also, okay, and just to underscore just how bad this fucking play is, 
Then the pastor comes out and like vamps before act three, you know, where he's just going like the next three days were pretty rough on Jesus. Well, we change out the set. So uh, we're going to take a little break while he washes that fake blood off and uh, get back to the play. You don't have to show me that. Uh, yes, they disagree. Okay. <laughs> Strong disagree. Get to watch them wash well, blood no, off Well, no, they can actor. show us that, but they don't have to <laughs> show the us the fact that... the top four things I want to watch happen, <laughs> three of them are washing blood off this actor, <laughs> and the first one is putting the blood there in the first place. <laughs> I kind of knew PK. that was coming. With stabbing. <laughs> oh, you beat me to it. <laughs> and now, I guess, and then, you know, he, Jesus walks out of the thing... Because the play has to end. Okay, is he supposed to walk? He walks out from behind the like lashed down stone door that yeah, he's supposed uh-huh. to be with his 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 corpse in there, right? He, is he supposed to do that? I thought he's supposed to be. It depends on which gospel you're reading. It's almost like they're all bullshit. Yeah, huh. no, that's it's yeah, no, it's it's part of the cobbled together where you try to force all the gospels into one actual cohesive gospel. That's that that tends to be the ending they prefer. But yeah, no, everybody's real happy with the play. Also, I love that they shows that like his own father is the last person to get up on the standing ovation. He's like, "Fuck, we're standing." Damn it! Yeah, right. yeah. he does the weird Orson Welles clap, just like the weird like <laughs> burr, 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 where you're punching your own hand. It was very whatever that actor was going for. It was like Steve Martin at the beginning of the Jerk when they're doing the music. Can't really do it right. So, yeah, and, and now I can't pee yet because apparently we have to wrap things up with him and Kelly flirting some more. And yep. I just wrote in my notes, are they going to fuck? Then why are we looking at them at this point? Honestly, I say that about a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> not just not just Christian movies. <laughs> it's just weddings, funerals, <laughs> sometimes out loud. Anna's family's <laughs> mad at me. And and now he's gonna he's gonna stay Christian now because the play was so good. Um, and they end with a little humor. He's like, maybe we could do a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> and it's his ideas. A few of them were, you know, we got Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. So like four sequels that are just slightly different versions of the same plot. And he wants yeah, to make like plays of all of them. Run separately. Lola Run kind of thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Hey, I, I'd watch the Matthew version. Nobody fuck anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking he could go with like, oh, we could base it in Palmyra, New York, you know, maybe get Morgan to do some sound effects. Anyway, yeah, this was fucking stupid. My, my, my comment to Heath right after we were walking out of the movie is like, I feel like the technology exists to make an online Christian movie script generator that could have done at least as good as this movie. Oh, yeah. Feed this into that Google AI that makes all the pictures that are only fun to look at when you're high. You definitely get this movie. A Mad Lib would have done a better job. Well, right. this movie. <laughs> All right, so according to IMDb, the budget for this piece of shit was about $2 million. $2 million were spent bringing this monstrosity into existence. And partially thanks to us, it made that back in its opening week. So I want to sum up tonight by asking you the dumbest way you could possibly spend $2 million that would still be less dumb than using it to make this movie. Um, I'm going to say... Donate to help out the victims in Bowling Green. <laughs> How dare Ooh. you? Too good. Uh, well, I made a little discovery this week of celebvm.com, <laughs> oh, uh, which allows you to buy a personal <laughs> message from a variety of actors. So let me break this down for you. With $2 million, you could get 50,000 personal video greetings from Kevin Sorbo, real thing. 
40,000 from Dean Kane uh. or and this is my favorite 6666 personal video greetings from Gary Busey. <laughs> Just saying my birthday is in September. This is the most depressing website I've ever found. There are snuff sites on the deep web. I stand by my statement. Wait, so Gary Busey's like eight times more expensive than Kevin Sorbo. Yeah, I mean I they got to they got to use a lens that can capture his teeth. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. Oh, I hope we just got them some business. And well, that does it for our review of the resurrection of Gavin Stone. That's not going to do it for the episode just yet because we still need to give you a reason not to lock the nuclear bunker up until next week. So, Eli, tell us what's on deck. The fight within. Sportsing! MMA sportsing. We've done some wrestling. We've done some baseball, some basketball. And this is, we're covering the full gamut. This is our first MMA UFC fighty fight Christian movie. I'm very excited. Yeah. Mm. What does MMA stand for in weird sex stuff? Um, Man, man, Asian. <laughs> <laughs> So you got a man, you got a man, and you got an Asian of of any gender you want. You want. <laughs> of any gender you want. The Asian can be any gender. Or an intersex Asian, bigot. <laughs> so with that to look forward to, we're gonna bring episode seventy seven to a merciful close. Once again, a huge thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful and thereby earn early access to every episode. You can also help us out a ton by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoyed this show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing Atheist and The Skeptic Rat, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts live. Also, if you donate to the show, you'll find out why the fuck Keith is laughing so much. You'll never know otherwise. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com The theme song for this episode was written and performed by Ryan Slotnick of Evil Drafts on Mars All other music was written and performed by Morgan Clark Both were used with permission. If you like what you hear, hear more by following the links on the show notes for this episode Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Enright and Eli Bosnick, I'm No Illusions, promising to work hard to earn another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with the Breakfast Club close Recessive Eugene the radio host, walked past an open window and died of melanoma <laughs> Dad died of renal failure later that very same night. Eli stole all the cut footage of them rinsing Gavin off and will be having private viewings in his room at ReasonCon. <laughs> Bring Lou <laughs> and an intersex Asian. I thought that was Noah's hint that you should move out. He was just like, you know, Heath, we're uh, we're real sick. You should get <laughs> your own place. We're going to get sick again. You know how got it the, is. Got the Ebola, you know. <laughs> Love fat Indian guys. You don't know what I mean. Spinozian deconstructionist. Why Indian, though? <laughs> All right. Is that the only time it showed up? It was that one time? Spicy. <laughs> All right. He has to steal himself for the Tony D bit. <laughs> Tony D. All right. Hi. <clears> Hi. <throat> <laughs> <laughs> Tony D has been turned into a werewolf. All right. I am not a pug of pegacorn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a guy. <laughs> totally different character. <laughs> Only so many voices. I got a family. <laughs>
All right. Where am I from? Is this the Bronx? <laughs> I, I think you're from the I, Bronx. I was Brooklyn. I was here in Brooklyn. Yeah, I can't tell. I feel like, you know, racist, like, front of the pizza shop guy from Brooklyn. Yeah, no, he doesn't wear shirts with sleeves. He does not wear sleeves. The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2017. All rights reserved.